to Unbroken Podcast. I'm Alexandra Amor, author, coach, and a lifelong explorer of what it means to be human. This is the podcast where my guests and I explore the inside-out nature of life and the psychological paradigm called the Three Principles. We explore the positive effect this can have on every aspect of our lives, including resolving things like unwanted habits, anxiety, trauma, depression, and more. You'll find episode show notes, transcriptions, your complimentary Freedom from Overeating Starter Kit, and lots more at unbrokenpodcast.com. And now, here's the show. Grace Kelly, welcome to Unbroken. Thank you, Alessandra. It's lovely to be here. Love the title. Oh, thank you so much. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got interested in the three principles? Lovely question. So my background is as a school teacher. I um, spent six years in the classroom teaching really unruly, unbroken <laughs> teenage boys. Oh my goodness. Um, in a London um, suburb. And I loved the kids. I loved the experience of being with the children, but I really was not lit up by my environment. It was very bleak and dreary. <clears throat> it was an, um, a small, just a very small suburb in, in North London. And um, it didn't even have a decent coffee shop, you know? And that might sound like a, a strange thing for people, but it, you know, I, I was moving to the big city <laughs> and I wanted city life and, and it, it just didn't yield that, you know, the, that location. Now, the people were fabulous. The children were amazing. The school was fantastic. Um, but I just over over time, I just kept getting this tapping like there's something else for me to do, you know, and I, I kind of had a turning point, Alessandra, when it when it occurred to me, you know, is, you know, is this it? You know, is this is this where I'm going to going to stay? And is this what I'm going to commit my life to? And at the same time, I had been so burnt out at work because I really didn't enjoy what I was what I was doing. Um, many teachers listening will know that you, you have a passion for teaching, but you end up doing a lot of paperwork and a lot of a lot of heavy lifting um, around bureaucracy and around paperwork. But anyway, I um, it was a good grinding for me because I knew I was a teacher from a young age. I used to pretend to teach classroom when I was when I was very young, and I would pretend I had a set of students in front of me. So I I knew that that was my my path, but I didn't realize there was another way to teach. I didn't realize there was something beyond a school teacher as a teacher until I was fortunate enough to come across my first mentor. His name was Dr. John Martini, And he, um, he really opened my eyes in those years when I was a school teacher of just what was possible. He was just the most incredible teacher. He was an amazing mentor. And he was, a, you know, he was a coach, really. Um, traveling the world, doing what he loved, writing books, teaching, running his breakthrough experience. So I noticed in my career as a teacher, I was equipping myself 
you know, the school bell would ring and I'd be out the door and off into the city of London and equipping myself with personal development and being around these circles that were interested in, in coaching. I never considered myself as a coach. Interestingly, in all that time I was doing that, it never really came to me that I could coach. Um, but at some point I made the leap and I left my day job and my fiance at the time and myself, we moved to Italy uh, to figure out our lives. He was from here. And in our figuring out of our lives, it was really clear to me that I didn't want to leave Italy. Um, and it was also clear to me that I had a deep interest in helping people, not just teaching people. Um, so I started to get curious about this whole world called coaching that I had been around, but hadn't really been invested in personally as, as a coach. So um, my, yeah, my career really shifted. I started my own coaching business. I, I hired my own coach. That was the first step. I invested in a coach who supported me around my own ideas for coaching and what I could offer the world. It was transformative for me our work together and um, it led to a pretty rapid success in the space of six months. Um, I was very fortunate to, yeah, be finding myself traveling the world, much like my former mentor of traveling the world and seeing clients in beautiful locations and hosting retreats in all sorts of places and, um, and just doing very, very well. But kind of a nudge came to me a couple of years into that Alessandra where I just noticed that I was burnt out again similar mm -hmm. to my day job and I kind of started thinking but hold on you know I, I I got out of my job so I could do my own thing and feel well what's going on so the symptoms in the body began to get my attention again and I and I really listened I really listened and and right at the time when I was about to sign a contract that would support me in moving to a seven figure uh, year, I did the impossible and I, I, I retracted my um, signature, if you like, or my agreement to that potential. And I took myself back to Italy off of the the rat race and into just being retreating, being quiet, being, being at home. And in that time at home, um, I just heard my wisdom more and more and more clearly The like the more settled I was, the clearer my answers were. And it was during that period of time that I just started, um, noticing what was calling me. And one of the things that called me was um, an event that um, Michael Neal from the Three Principal Community was doing in London. And I kind of just went to that event expecting something else. But when I got there, I heard what he was saying and it was really challenging everything that I had learned as a, as a coach in a coaching business. And it just piqued my curiosity. It just really spoke to me. 
he was my introduction to the three principles and he went on to invite me to be his apprentice in 2016. And that's where I got this full immersion mm. <laughs> bend of the principles. And I had no idea that that's what was going to occur, but it, it was, it's the background to my career. And it's when it was my introduction to the principles um, to answer your question. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And one of the things you mentioned on your website is that in your initial coaching uh, business, although it was very successful, you felt like you were getting further and further away from your own wisdom. And I love that you framed it that way. Um, and then when you discovered the three principles, it seems like you've, you have connected again with that. So can you tell us a little bit about maybe what it looked like to be disconnected from your wisdom and then getting reconnected with it again. Yeah. Um, so the disconnect was just like, like, I just felt like I was spinning the whole time. Some of my colleagues even said it to me, Grace, you're just spinning. You don't, you know, I was so much confusion, so much not knowing what to do. I remember like being in Australia in Sydney at the time and I was attending these chiropractic appointments. There were all sorts of symptoms going on for me. And like, I just couldn't think straight. Um, if I were to, now that I know what I know, I had a very, very busy mind. Mm. And, and even though I had a very busy mind, I do want to point out, because sometimes people think they have to have a quiet mind to hear their wisdom. Like I could hear my wisdom at the time, like really saying no to any more of this way of working. And again, even though I was primed for the seven figure year, I still said no, because wisdom had like I literally woke up that morning that I was supposed to sign on the dotted line and and wisdom said, no, go home. So I took myself off of that um, merry-go-round, um, much to the disappointment of the coach and the group, because, you know, she was right. If I had kept going the way I was going, it was going to be very much a seven-figure year. But like my well-being was has just always been the most important thing to me. And I just knew I was disconnected at times because of the ungroundedness, the confusion, the inability to make a decision, the the lack, like even the way I would eat compared to now, it was just like unconscious. Everything I was doing was just like, rushed and unconscious being connected to my wisdom was it's just a very different feeling you know like there's just a sense of balance and harmony and I recognize now the innocence of my journey you know um as a new coach and and you know kind of like very blessed to have had such a level of success so quickly but still very clear that well-being for me is the ultimate success. And, and when though when I wasn't having that, neither mentally or physically, I knew something's off. And and it's time to slow down, it's time to come away from this and, and really come back inside, which is what I did by going home. 
you know, and then eventually ending up leading into the principles and 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 going on that coaching journey with Michael Neal for a year. Mm-hmm. And I love that you point out that wisdom was there the whole time, you know, was always speaking to you. And it's just that we we tend to sometimes ignore those signals. So I think that's a really important point for our listeners to hear is that wisdom is always there. Um, it's It can be a matter of whether we whether we pay attention or not. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> so um, what na- so now that you've shifted and and work in a slightly different way, what um, this is kind of going to contradict what I just said, but what keeps you connected to your wisdom? How do you pay attention to it? Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah, that's a great question. I really notice nowadays when my mind is busy like that version of me didn't know she was spinning didn't know she had a really busy mind didn't know there was another way and nowadays I just really notice that busyness when it's arising and what keeps me grounded I think is in the noticing of that you know I begin to speed up I begin to get impatient I begin life, the enjoyment of life falls away and I begin to feel rushed around everything and like there's not enough time. And I just know now, Grace, this is an invitation to settle down. And the thing that helps me settle down is is receiving coaching from my coach in, in the area of the principles, listening to Sydney Banks, and that's a daily re- requirement of mine, um, doing meditation, um, getting a siesta, um, most recently learning to really say no to people's requests from me, really noticing where I'm pushing myself, where I feel obligated, rather than honoring the fact that the business we're in as coaches requires an incredible amount of well-being. Mm-hmm. And I talk to my clients about being energetically open for business, not just open for business online. Being energetically open for business means that you're in a state where you are centered and you are grounded and you have enough capacity with your well-being to be of service to others in the world. And I think this is an area that really gets looked over, Alexandra, in favor of just pay attention to your marketing, just pay attention to your what you're offering, or just like just even deepen your understanding further. I'm not saying those things aren't helpful, but there is an energetic component to drawing clients to you, drawing opportunities to you. Divine mind wants to work through us. And so for me nowadays, my work is not getting on a tube and going to a day job and, you know, you know, going through that. My work nowadays, and it's a much nicer work, I can tell you, is prioritizing listening to truth, prioritizing taking care of self, prioritizing getting my coaching from my coach, prioritizing taking care of grace with a capital G. Like there's a level of 
quote unquote work um, that just helps me personally um, hear wisdom deeply. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you know, listen, these aren't things you have to do in order to hear your wisdom. I, I remember being 11 years old and I grew up in Northern Ireland and I find myself in a very um, difficult situation between two adults. And um, what happened was like, I heard my wisdom, even though I was in a great deal of fear of what could just unfold in front of me, I heard my wisdom and I said the words that came to me and it diffused the potential for violence. So like, we don't need to be a certain way to hear our wisdom. And for those of us that are in the business of coaching, it's helpful to do whatever it takes to quieten down a little bit if you are in a busy state of mind and to connect deeply with divine mind, with that wisdom within. And that's really fueled me through my own coaching business and my life in recent years, just following wisdom's guidance. And it's such a an easy trap to fall into it isn't it listening to listening to all the busyness that's going on and following that? And I just noticed personally for myself, it can be a learned skill, I guess, to remember that, you know, there's another place we can go to for answers and guidance and that, that, that our busy mind is, is so compelling. It's so, um, yeah, compelling, I guess is the best word. And and yet trusting the quiet and and the wisdom that comes through is is for me anyway, always the better choice. Yeah, always. And that's why I'm a fan of do what it takes to 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 you know, the the I know there's a lot of you don't need to do anything, but I have found that you know, when our schedules are over scheduled, when our, when we're busy, busy, busy in life or with work or whatever, there's, there's no room. And, and so there's nothing wrong with engaging some whatever works for you to to settle down, you know, I mean, Sid Banks spoke many a time about, you know, the power in meditation, you know, and I find even just listening to him meditative, you know, just that beautiful state. So it, you know, it, whatever it takes. And, and I I just, that's my quote unquote work nowadays, Alessandra. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. That's a great, great way to frame it. <laughs> um, and so connected to that, you mentioned on your website that often when we when we get when we get lost or confused, uh, we tend to work harder and try more. So, what can we learn from doing less? A lot. I mean. I remember hearing that quote, you know, like when an animal in the wild gets lost, 
they stop and center themselves and sense the direction before taking any more action or direct, you know, any more movement. We, on the other hand, when we get lost, we speed up. We start going a thousand miles in the wrong direction. We get, you know, it's innocent. But um, I think, you know, we want to just notice those feelings of lostness, insecurity, worry, fear, and use them as friends that are letting us know, settle down, stop still, get centered. Don't make any decisions right now. You know, the animal senses the direction before he takes a direction. So, you know, we can just begin to learn to do that. And that is doing less. I mean, honestly, one of the most helpful questions one of my coaches gave, gave to me was, um, do I do I need to do this today? Because I because you know I I would be convinced I got to do all those things, but they have to happen today. Mm -hmm. And you know, how often are we in that innocent habit of doing, 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 rushing, 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 busy, busy, busy? My fiance at the time, he would be so generous with his um, bringing me back home, if you like, inside. Mm -hmm. He would say, he would say, my babe's being a busy bee. <laughs> what he meant by that was like, I was just running left, right and center. I was just like, like a busy bee all over the place. And to me, it was just like the norm. But, but there's like, again, there's no room there. There's no spaciousness. And for those of us in particular in this business, we energetically shut down when we're that busy. There's just no capacity for supporting others, you know, calling in new people to work with. Um, so we can do more for our business by doing less than anything else, any marketing plan, anything just giving to ourselves first and really questioning getting suspicious of this thought that that you need to do it now and it has to be you that does it and it has to be done today i love that and i i personally remember years ago before i understood this idea of um listening to the quiet and to our own wisdom I remember as an entrepreneur, you know, countless times getting 10 miles down a road, working really hard and then realizing, oh, actually, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I I don't like this. And this, yeah, that wasn't the right choice. So then I'd have to backtrack. But I made the same mistake over and over again uh, until I until I didn't, until I learned um, the value of listening to the quiet. Yeah. And being, I love that about not, it doesn't have to be done today. That's such a good, such a good reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we live, we live in these habits of thought that create urgency. Urgency is a habit of thought. Yeah. You know, and, and, and when you don't know you're up against urgency, you just live in that world of everything needing done right now. 
or, or overwhelm. You feel overwhelmed and you don't realize that you've just sped up. You've just become urgent. That's what overwhelm really is, a super busy mind that's just become very urgent. Yep, absolutely, totally. So I want to shift gears here slightly now. I You mentioned on your website, you refer to, to money as God in action. And that really got my attention. So tell us about that. Yeah, I first heard that when I read Julia Cameron's work, The Artist's Way. Yeah. And just over the years, I've just seen how money just shows up for a purpose and what it's needed for. And it's a form of God in action. It's a form of spirit working through us. It's an energy. It's a currency. And I've come to really respect it as part of divine minds mm, supply. And it's just so curious how we all have learned to keep it away from ourselves. <laughs> you know, this, this incredible divi divine channel we've been taught is dirty, is bad, keep it away, it's wrong. You're like, we've got all this thinking about money. And um, I just saw Alessandra over the years, all the times, and I'm sure you know yourself being in your own business, all the ups and downs and the roller coasters of, you know, you never know where it's coming from, <laughs> if it's coming at all. <laughs> but over the years, I just saw how it kept just flowing to me. Of course, through a divine idea to give a service like coaching, of course, through, through other ideas. I remember when my fiance died three years ago, I really was like, oh gosh, like I, you know, I couldn't work for a, a, quite a while. And I was, yeah, I was really needing to take care of myself. And at the same time, I had financial demands too. And it was so interesting to me that in my prayer for divine mind to send money, an opportunity to sell a house came to me. And I just knew, Grace, take it. This is for you. I'm not an estate agent, by the way. <laughs> but some friends of mine wanted to sell a house, that they, a holiday home that they had here. And they were adamant that they wanted me to do it because, you know, and, and I just knew, oh, this is divine mind working, God, you know, God in action here. Let's see where this goes. I cannot tell you it was the easiest, most blissful, um, I think, four, four, percent of the seal that I like that I'd ever come across like I just walked in there showed a couple around the house came out and they accepted the offer and they contacted the owners and the owners contacted me and said oh Grace you you sold that now I almost felt like oh god I can't take any money because it was too easy <laughs> It was great, but it was an example of God in action. You know, money is God in action. And like, we never know where the channel is going to come from. We just want to be open to the possibility. And um, so my thinking about money has, has really, um, it's really changed over the years. I've really come to see now that life wants to help and supply us. And this thing called money is divine mind circulating 
And it's an incredible way for divine mind to circulate because it's so tangible and it's so um, rewarding. Why do we want to pinch ourselves off from it? Mm. But for but for our silly beliefs about it. Mm. So so yeah, I've I'd first heard that that expression, Alessandra, through Julia Cameron, but but my embodied experience of it. It just is it's just a lot truer for me now, given what I've seen over the years about how it flows to us. We just did a money workshop recently for our Living Miraculously course. And uh, we shared three truths about money. And one of the truths that I shared was money loves a purpose. Mm. So sometimes people are busy trying to get money, a certain amount of money, and there's just no purpose behind it it's just for the sake of feeling more secure you know or paying some bills or whatever but but see money loves a purpose really means that you know when you tap into that true desire of yours rather than x amount of money when you tap into that purpose for it that true desire and you're actually lit up by that or you're motivated by that that's where money can just so easily and gracefully flow. Um, again, spirit, divine mind in action. Right. Yeah, exactly. And when you, so when you first heard that from Julia Cameron and began to explore this idea that money loves a purpose and wants to flow toward us, did you have any mental blocks about that or any um, anything new that you needed to see about it? Yeah, so so from Julia Cameron, I heard money is God in action. Money loves a purpose has been my experience. So I, how did I um, come to that? I, um, I just kept getting to the point where I had hardly anything in my bank account. And it's almost like I tested the universe or tested God. And um, and I had some pretty big demands coming. Like, for example, the year I did my apprenticeship with Michael Neal, that was a costly year. Yeah. And my business, my business dropped during that year. He warned me. He told me it might. I was about to go through a shift. Um, but I wanted to show up for the, the retreats, the events, the everything. Um. And on one of the occasions, one of the events was in New York. And I remember like I'd spoken to a client a couple of days earlier and she had agreed she'd like to work with me on her coaching business. And I was happy to do that. Um, and I left it with her that, she, you know, she would make the payment. Well, I knew the payment was going to have to come because there was a purpose. I was off to New York. But as I was waking up that morning, there wasn't a payment in my account. Now, what does the normal individual do? <laughs> maybe they don't get on the plane. Maybe they don't, maybe they call someone and borrow the money first. I just got myself on the airplane knowing, well, it's either going to be there or it's not. Let's see how this works out. There was a level of trust. There was a level of now, keep in mind, 
it had a purpose. So I was kind of confident it was going to be there. And by the time I got on the other side of the, the world, um, the money was in my account. I've done a number of those kind of risque things in my coaching career. Um, enough times to trust deeply that divine mind always shows up on time, the right time. I didn't need money right that moment on the plane, but I did sure as hell need it in New York. You know, I wanted to have a good time. I wanted to have a nice time. I wanted to stay somewhere nice. So, you know, I've I'm always a fan of sharing with people, just, you know, take the first step. If all you can do is book the flight, just book the flight, right? You know, um, uh, if there's a purpose there for that money, be it a holiday, be it a business investment, be it a desire for a beautiful car, be it for food for your family, it doesn't matter. If there's a, a purpose and a desire there, then that money has got to come. It's got to flow. And often the way money flows is we get a divine idea, which is why we're back to the beauty of the principles, because the principles, you know, support us in a quieter state of mind. And in that quieter state of mind, we get ideas. And they are usually ideas that lead to money when acted upon. Mm. So I'm not sure that answers the question, but I'm just giving you a taste of how why I know this works. <laughs> I've tested it and tested it and tested it. And in some cases, just being absolutely flabbergasted at what can happen. And, the, you know, the thing I love about it too, Alessandra, it's like, you know, losing weight, that can take days or weeks or months. Receiving money, just within hours or overnight. Mm. There's no like time lag where, like, how divine is that? There's no time lag when it comes to money. Now, we all carry a lot of um, thinking about it. It's curious to get, you know, <laughs> like get beyond our silly beliefs about it. Um, but over time, I've just seen it more and more as a, as divine mind in action, or as Julia said, Julia Cameron, God in action. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. I love that. And you're so right. It has such a concrete, you know, it's either there or it isn't. So we can see what's working or, or what isn't right away. That's mm -hmm. great. Yeah. So as we get just about toward the end of our time together, is there anything um, that we haven't touched on that you'd like to share with us today? Um. Well, I just probably could share the whole the whole afternoon. It's one of my favorite things is just to be to be interviewed like this, to be in conversation together. Um, it's a real joy uh, for me. It's it's back in my kind of te teaching role. <laughs> um, so I think the only thing that I would 
encourage or invite the audience to consider is taking care of self. It's an essential. I think we're, I think it's something that we underestimate, especially if we're running our own business um, or if we're busy playing wife or mom or caretaker to others. There's something about really prioritizing that quiet for yourself, really dropping into that beautiful feeling that arises from that quieter mind. It, it moves worlds. It, it awakens all sorts of opportunity and possibility, not just deep well-being within us that frankly, you know, the world can't help but notice. And so I just like to share that, that if, if anyone's kind of up against a lot of thinking about life or business or relationships, it really is a beautiful invite to come back to self with a capital S to, to make, to prioritize that, to quieten down and, and just to let your feelings be your guide. You know, like I didn't know in the early days that, my feelings weren't telling me anything about my circumstances. I was convinced my feelings meant something about my bank account in the future. My feelings meant something about my relationship. My feelings meant something about my health. Now I just see more and more, oh, the feelings a friend. Oh, it's just letting me know you know, I've got a really busy mind, time to quieten down. Stress, tension, upset, insecurity, all of it. Just come back home, quieten down. So that's what I'd like to share. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. So where can we find out more about you and your work? And please do tell us about the two programs that you've come got coming up in early uh, 2024. Yes. So I have two. One is a collaboration with my uh, friend and colleague, Dominic Scafidi, and that is an eight-week program called Living Miraculously. Um, I think you probably have a link for that, Alessandra, somewhere. Yeah. Um, and that's just one of, it's just a miracle. You know, our, our fastest selling, biggest, most impactful group program, you know, came from a divine download that I had walking around the streets of London over a year ago. And the program has just continued to grow and grow and grow. And it's really pointing people back to the miracle of who they really are. And it's really, it's really stirring possibility in people. You know, we have over 200 participants have gone through the program, 20 different countries. The testimonials are just miracle after miracle, as you'll see on the on the page if you visit. And um, so that's a, a way to work with us within a group format. Um, if you're interested in living a more miraculous life. And the second program I have is um, is a program that I have created for those that are coaches. And it's a mastermind. It's a small group mastermind. Um create your thriving coaching business. And that's really going to be pointing people to um, a graceful, effortless way of growing your coaching business. And 
enjoying your life in the process. <laughs> so I think you have a link for that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I will put links to both of those in the show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com and tell us your website address as well. Yeah. The website is gracefulcoaching.net. Perfect. Okay, great. So I'll add a link to that in there as well. Well, thank you so much, Grace. This has been so lovely. I've really enjoyed our conversation and it's been great to meet you too. Thank you. I feel the same. Lovely to meet you, Alessandra. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found the show helpful and uplifting. You'll find all the backlist episodes and show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com. To learn more about how to resolve an overeating habit in a way that's unlike anything else you've tried, get your complimentary copy of my Freedom from Overeating Starter Kit at alexandraamore.com forward slash starter kit. See you next time.